Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yumiko's latest pinch collection includes all of your favorite styles reimagined with a classic pinch front neckline. In a dual launch with their brand new official 2020 colors, a few colors have made a triumphant return and new options have also become available. Start off the new year with a fresh look in the studio and personalize your own pinch front Leo through your local store or browse the various ready-to-wear options available online. Shop online at yumiko.com. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vail, a sponsor helping to host the Vail Dance Festival in our community. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. We are back from our break and want to wish everyone a happy new year. We have a lot of exciting things coming up that we can't wait to share with you. Please subscribe to this podcast through your favorite podcast app to stay up to date on all of our newest episodes. This week for our very first episode of 2020, we are joined by Hope Boykin, dancer with Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater from the 2019 Vail Dance Festival. Hope is from Durham, North Carolina, and attended Howard University. She was a student and intern at the Ailey School before going on to join the company. She was also an original member of Complexions, was a member of Philodonco, and received a New York Dance and Performance Award, or a Bessie Award. We talk with Hope about her journey with dance as a youth, the challenges she faced, her now 20 years with Ailey, her work as a choreographer, and her personal podcast. Hope brings such light and optimism to this chat, and we can't wait to share her with you. Hi, Hope. Thank you so much for joining us today. You Thank just you. got in last night. You've barely been here, even a, uh, you know, not even yet a day, but you came on over to see us, and we really appreciate it. I am thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I love all things podcasts. <laughs> and we just heard that you have your own podcast, so we're definitely going to circle back to that okay, in a little great, bit. Great. <laughs> but we're just going to start at the beginning. We want to hear about how you got your initial start in dance. Oh, my mom took me to um, 
the local Dolly Dinkle where I did a half hour of tap, a half hour jazz, half hour ballet, mm -hmm. one leotard, changed the skirt. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I loved it. I competed a little bit with gymnastics, um, oh, maybe up until like eighth grade before when, when you could still actually get a perfect 10. Now you can't, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I... I danced until like I, I felt like I didn't want to dance anymore. Um, I it was taking up too much time, and I wanted to be a little more social. Yeah. And how old were you about that time where you were like, oh. like thirteen? Yeah. Like decision making. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, an Olympic festival came to Durham. I'm from Durham, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and they had auditions, and there was a woman who uh, was choreographing it, a name named Nina Wheeler. Mm -hmm. And she was actually a student of the woman that I went to mm -hmm. dancing school. That's how we call it. Dancing school. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved her and mm -hmm. found out she had a full school. Most of the people who were in the Olympic festival who danced were her students uh -huh. in some way or another. Uh -huh. And I just fell into, uh, time with her and, Maybe I was 15. Mm -hmm. I didn't quite have my license yet. But I remember when I got my license, I was there at the studio all, all the, time. the time. And then I was doing competition. Um, also, my junior year, my the summer of my junior year in mm -hmm. high school, I attended the American Dance Festival, which mm -hmm. is in Durham. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea about, I had no idea how much modern dance was already infused in what I felt. Right. And I worked with some greats, some people who are no longer here, some of the original pioneers of dance, of modern dance. And I had no idea I was gaining all that information. So was, was seeing that festival, was that something that was really, um, you know, had an impact on you and made you think like this is maybe something I would do professionally? I think so, because... Uh, it definitely was more than a spark mm -hmm. because there was no reason for me to think that people danced all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. yeah, like having having a career in dance, getting a paycheck, mm -hmm. um, going to I used to call ADF the, the summer school of dance. Mm -hmm. I, it didn't dawn on me that people could do this. I saw what was on television. Mm -hmm. I knew there were auditions. I knew about Broadway, mm -hmm. but concert dance didn't uh, hit me until then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was truly um, in awe of all of those artists mm -hmm. that they'd given so much of their time mm -hmm. and they weren't that much older than me right. like, at that, at that point, you know, right. being um, a junior in high school and meeting people who were 21 who yeah. were in these jobs did, didn't make sense. Didn't quite compute uh -huh. Right. that I came from a family where my mom was the first person to go to college and uh -huh. she went uh, at 15 and then uh, my, uh, and then she graduated from high from college at 18. Wow. So everything was education based. Yeah. Wow. Everything's geared toward being mm -hmm. better than I was. Right. Right. So stopping to dance was not, it was a hobby. Right. Or that's what it was supposed right. to be. Right. So you mentioned working with some of the pioneers of dance that you maybe didn't realize at the time how important they were. Who were some of those people that you were working with at um, that time? Yeah. Uh, Lucas Hoving, mm -hmm. Pauline Connor, mm -hmm. Pearl Primus, Tally Beatty, mm -hmm. Donald McHale, who passed away last year, um, Bernard Johnson, Fred Benjamin, Martha Myers was, you know, running the school at the time with mm -hmm. Charles Reinhardt and, and his wife, Stephanie. And it was like, people knew so many things. They mm -hmm. knew, you know, Paul Taylor's company would come and perform, but yeah. you didn't realize Paul Taylor was there. Right. Right. Or what that meant. 
Yeah. Like what? What's yeah. happening? Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, uh, the 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 gap and the bridge from mm-hmm. what I saw on television or on great performances. I don't yeah. know if it was called great performances then, but you know, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the PBS specials with about, dance. Yeah, people right? talk about that all the time. Those yeah. those people were in front of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I it was hard to understand that here I am in this town, and I didn't think would be much of. I mean, it, it was it was there. It was mm-hmm. always offering it to me, and I mm-hmm. didn't know it. Yeah. So you did end up going to college. You were saying that your, it was a very big drive in your family. The education was very important. How did you um, sort of reconcile that with your new ambitions to maybe dance professionally? Were you thinking throughout college like that you were still, the goal was still to, to dance professionally? Well, I was, uh, in my sophomore year, I did a, I was an apprentice for a dance, like a pickup dance company that was in Washington, D.C. Because I went mm-hmm. to Howard University. Mm-hmm. And that summer I was doing some teaching and then the apprenticing with them they called people who graduated from the High School of Performing Arts there, Duke Ellington, mm-hmm. and there were there were all kinds of people. And those they were dancing with Joffrey, they were dancing with Fell, they were mm-hmm. dancing with Ailey, they were mm-hmm. dancing with all of these companies, and everyone was in this one place. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one uh, man that I met there said, "Oh well, if you ever want to come to New York, you could stay with me." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I went through another semester Mm -hmm. and the second semester of my junior year, Mm -hmm. I took a semester off Mm -hmm. and my mother stopped speaking to me um, for a moment. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Um, But it was that big of a deal. It was a big deal yeah, because I also cut my hair that same year. And that was devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But I I couldn't afford, like, if I was going to move to New York, I couldn't Mm -hmm. afford to go to the salon. You know, like, there's just things I was, I had to give up. Yeah. And so that was the easiest way Mm -hmm. for me to do it. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. So I left school. I didn't graduate. Mm -hmm. I left, but I only went thinking it was going to be a semester and that I just wanted to see where I fit in the level of people to see if I could hang Mm -hmm. with them. So you must have fit pretty well then. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting. I, I, um, so I sort of am on the platform of if I can do it, you can do it. You know, like mm-hmm. I've created my own lane. I was never the the typical, um, I am not, I shouldn't say never, I am not what people typically thought of a dancer at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, one of those big bulky dance, those, one of those big, big bulky ballet books said that your thigh and your calf should be the same size. No, I, I promise you it's in print and I can't remember sure the name of it. And I was like, hmm, that's not me. That your head should be small. Like, yeah. like it was, I was like, wow, okay. Well, let me just see what's going to happen. Yeah. And so I spent a year at the Ailey School mm-hmm. and I did my final performance. I had no idea what I was going to do after that. But it was a, a, a program called the January Explosion. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Rushing, who was a new member of the company then, mm-hmm. said, I want to do a solo for you. We'd become friends. Mm -hmm. And I danced to Always Something There to Remind Me, Dionne Warwick. Mm -hmm. And we had two performances of this. And the second night of the performance, um, Dwight Roden tapped me on my shoulder and said, I'm doing a little uh, pickup concert. Would you like to be in it? And I was like, okay. Uh Little did I know that I was going to be on stage with many Ailey company members, professional mm-hmm. company members, mm-hmm. Lara Lubavitch company members. I had no idea. Here are all these friends mm-hmm. of theirs coming together, and I'm on stage with Desmond Richardson like, what's going on? Uh-huh. And then I realized that I'm an original member of Complexions. Uh-huh. What? So- he gave me a little envelope at the end of the performance, yeah. and it had a check in it. <laughs> and I was like, 
what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I got a write-up, actually, in that performance, mm-hmm. before that performance at Symphony Space. And the day after that performance, I auditioned for Philodenko. Mm-hmm. And I got into Philodenko's company. So I was there for six years. That's amazing. So was that your only show you did with Complexions then? Well, I, I was also in the second year. Mm-hmm. Right, so right, I right. Did, I did other performances with them, with them mm-hmm. as long as I could finagle right, right, right. the back right. and forth. That's when right. I was taking the bus, mm-hmm. you know. But it was something I would do all over again. I don't even, I don't even remember the struggle. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling like, why am I here with all these people yeah who were doing amazing things but i just love how seamless that was from a place of like i'm just doing what what makes my heart happy to like oh and now i have a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah crazy yeah but it wasn't as easy it wasn't easy Mm -hmm. right of course but my mom reminded me once that um she she sent me a card it was like valentine's day Mm -hmm. and she listed all of the no's that i had heard and i didn't remember that people Mm -hmm. had been telling me no uh no you can't get the scholarship there no you're Isn't too heavy, funny? no. And she wrote down all of the things that had happened and they didn't affect me. I mean, when mm-hmm. I got into Philodenko, I didn't dance in the company. I didn't dance with the company for eight months because she wanted me in my best body. Mm-hmm. She didn't say I had to look like anyone else. She just said, I need you in your best body. So for eight months, I didn't perform. But when I did, forget about it. I was uh-huh. so happy. Can you imagine mm-hmm. eight months of angst and knowing the steps and thinking right. that you could be there? Mm-hmm. So that was like the first real blessing mm-hmm. that I had. I feel like that's maybe that language that you just said, be it your best body, is different language than we hear in ballet companies. What we like to call fat talks. Right. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> a more like you don't look us. in shape or you, we need, it's just, we need you to lose weight, like that sort of thing. Do you feel like you maybe had that experience was a little more careful in the way it was presented to you, that it didn't really affect you or did it affect you? No, and, it did. Yeah. And it, it did, but. There, there are people who tell you things as truth tellers mm-hmm. and they have nothing to lose and everything to gain mm-hmm. by helping you. Right. Those, that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but I didn't take it that way at first. It, right. it, oh, it yeah. definitely oh. hurt. Yeah. There were definitely the fat talks. There were mm-hmm. definitely the, you need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like I wasn't, I felt like there was a project. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of a project and I needed to do my best. Mm-hmm. And I am not at my best right now. Actually, I probably never felt so out of my out of my best. Mm-hmm. But there's something about getting older. Mm-hmm. I'm an older dancer. I've uh, you know, this is my 20th season with Ailey. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that there are people, I was in the company and some people were just being born, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I work with mm-hmm. and that's okay. It's just that now what is, what I have to discover what a new best body is. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you tried to put on clothes that you wore in high school? Woo. It just, uh, you're just they not the fit. same person. <laughs> like you're not, right. you're not the same. Yeah. And so at some point I have to be okay with yeah. not being the same, but yeah. then reaching for, Mm-hmm. Um, a new best. A, yeah. a, a friend of mine said to me, I gave me this list of like the 10 rules of life. Mm-hmm. And number nine is, uh, I don't remember any of them, but number nine. <laughs> number nine says when you're there becomes a here, you have to get a new there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then number 10 is forget everything you read. <laughs> and you did forget them all. Yeah. Except for nine seems <laughs> important. Yeah. Nine, nine was important, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like you really have a very like well-rounded thought process on this, the fact that people have talked to you about your weight and you just seem to talk about it in a really healthy way. Is that something that you really had to work on to get to that point to feel okay about it? Or 
Have you always just been like, you know what, I'm going to do me and. No, I used to, I, I, I say used to meaning maybe two days ago, yeah. wear it as a, as a security blanket because right. it can be the excuse that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, I wasn't chosen for that because they mm-hmm. think I'm too heavy. I, it's almost, I'd rather have them say that than I can't. Do, do it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. So interesting. So yeah. then I started to be the poster child for it's okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I I started to see more uh, dancers of color, more women who said uh, they told me I didn't fit, but then I saw you mm-hmm. perform. Mm-hmm. And if I am supposed to be the poster child for you can create a lane, mm-hmm. then okay. Yeah. As painful as it is, mm-hmm. you know, I look in the mirror and I'm not satisfied all the time. I just um, gave a, a talk um, for the Lincoln Center at, at Summer Education Forum. Mm-hmm. And I told them that there are certain things I, I you get older, you can't help that. Mm-hmm. You're not as agile as you used to be. You kind mm-hmm. of can't help that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can help what goes in and out of my mouth. I can mm-hmm. help how much I go to the gym. I have mm-hmm. to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I would never blame someone else. Mm-hmm. But when am I going to remind someone else that that's not their best body. Mm -hmm. I can be conscious of how I say it, Mm -hmm. but if I didn't have those truth tellers, Mm -hmm. then I Mm -hmm. probably would just be bitter instead Mm -hmm. of better. How do you think Mm -hmm. that people can go about identifying what is their, their best bodies? Like I think about that, like you just think, you know, how many dancers have we known the range, you know, people who could, you know, be stuffing their face with, McDonald's all day long and are going to be, you know, is that not like annoying? This, this big. What is that? They look like a you, knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have people that, that, um, no matter what are going to be more built more athletically or have a harder time getting weight off. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they don't have something to say as an artist. And how, how do people like that? Um, you know, how can we nurture that so that they still feel comfortable being in the dance world and valued. Mm -hmm. I looked up um, uh, the word aesthetic Mm -hmm. and I, I, it bothered me so much when people would say, Oh, that's a beautiful aesthetic. And I was like, well, whatever, you know, who, who are you to decide what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it does serve two purpose you know, like, but the, the shocking definition Mm -hmm. of aesthetic simply says concerned with beauty. Mm. And then what? Right. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) So then who decides what the aesthetic is? The standard, yeah. Mm -hmm. The aesthete. Mm -hmm. Who was that? Yeah. Who did we give permission? And Mm -hmm. so because we listened, Mm -hmm. because we believed them, Mm -hmm. then we said that must be right. And you perpetuate that. Yeah. Yeah. And we we all do. Mm -hmm. We we, we say, you know, are your eyes too close together? Are, you know, how big are your lips? Mm -hmm. Um, Are your arms too long? Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a two thing, a two Mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And even tomorrow night, there, um, in the work that I'm doing, there's a, a a segment of the text, and it says, "You are too beautiful to everything and enough," mm-hmm. because we don't hear too As a qualified with that. Yeah. You tell people they're too skinny yeah. or they're too fat, and it's mm-hmm. still negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you are too beautiful mm-hmm. to everything, mm-hmm. too enough, mm-hmm. and we can't worry um, about what they do. It only matters, I'm quoting myself, but it only matters who I am and what I strive to be mm-hmm. and what I leave as mm-hmm. my legacy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if we teach them that, then maybe they'll do that. But we've got to teach them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we are beautifully or perfectly and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. period. 
Mm-hmm. We can accessorize ourselves with some push-ups <laughs> and healthy eating mm-hmm. because generally if you eat better, you'll function better. Right. But about fueling your body. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But just, be, you know, that's why veganism doesn't work for some people mm-hmm. and vegetarianism doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm. But you can be as healthy all day long and still be trip off the side of the curb mm-hmm. right. or be, you know, so there are so many factors in being our best. We mm-hmm. just have to make sure that we are doing all we can. And I, mm-hmm. I tell my students this, create a list of awesome you know, they're mm-hmm. like, what is I said? So list all the things that you are really good at and you're proud of with yourself. Mm-hmm. And they list the things. So then when you are adding to that list, mm-hmm. you're not thinking, you're not checking off negatives. Mm-hmm. Right. You're mm-hmm. adding positives to a thing that's already um, uh, present and current. Mm-hmm. So we're not forced to look at the negative things, which is what our teachers are supposed to tell us. Right. It's their job to, they sign a contract, we sign a contract as educators to make sure they know they weren't right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That count wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And then we have to also remind ourselves that we have to be responsible for how right we are. Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) Did you just solve all the world's problems here today? No. Not quite. Not quite. As long as as that guy is still over there, then we are struggling. Oh, sorry. A little bit better. Well, art is inherently political, right? It is. So, and we will get to your creation and your work that we'll be seeing here. But I want to circle back a little bit and talk about your career as a dancer. So you were at Philodenko for six years, you said. Did you transition directly to Ailey from there? So what was that um, choice for you? What what made you say either I'm ready to move on from this company or Ailey was the goal? So what was that transition like? Honestly, there are a lot of different aspects to the transition, but I wanted to do revelations. Mm. And you can only do revelations at the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love Matthew uh, Rushing and I have been friends for a long time. I would get his backstage pass and I would walk in the backstage, walk through the pass door mm-hmm. and up to the gallery and crawl because the spot ops were up there. So they could see if there was someone in the gallery and they weren't selling the gallery. Uh-huh. So I'd crawl down into the front row and sit. So my eyes were just above looking over the railing uh-huh. every night. What an incredible view, I'm sure. Yeah. The best seat. In I the house. saw so much. I learned so much. Someone would say, Oh, I did that role. So yeah, I know. I saw you. <laughs> well, I was only doing, you know. I consumed it Mm. and I wanted it. And this is when I was at the school. Mm -hmm. So what else would I want to do now? I was completely fulfilled at Philodenko because a lot of the choreography they did, um, a lot of the, the, the masterpiece works that, that we performed mm-hmm. were by choreographers that I looked up to that also worked with Ailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tally Beatty was one of them, and I assisted him at the American Dance Festival. So mm-hmm. to have him in my ear after he passed away. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Doing work at Philodenko, mm-hmm. it was a rejuvenating thing. Mm-hmm. Knowing that his name was on one of the early posters when they're announcing the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater work by Tally Beatty, it just seemed like the next cycle. It seemed like what was in store for me, right. you know. But the days are long and the years are short. Mm-hmm. There were some long days. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So once you joined the company, what were some of the first things you started to do with Alvin Ely, some of your first repertoire that you were, maybe things that you'd seen and you were like, yes, I wanted Mm. to do that. Yeah, (laughs) I always, I mean, you are not a member of the company until you do uh, Buked in Yellow, which is the opening and the closing of Revelation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Night Creature, which he choreographed in 1974 with uh, to Duke Ellington's music, Mm -hmm. Um, like a jazzy, uh, balletic happy contradiction Mm -hmm. in terms um, of a work. And those are the first two things that I got in. And then we also have the ability to be in new works Mm -hmm. because the choreographer might come in and is looking at the company flat. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course they may have seen things, but if there were nine of us, eight of us, eight eight of us that came in that year. So Mm -hmm. there were, there was a lot of turnover. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to dance in Ronald K. Brown's Grace, mm-hmm. which his company is just celebrating the 20th anniversary of doing Grace, which is bananas, mm-hmm. because to be a, a, a part of that legacy is is wonderful. Um, uh, soon after, uh, Dwight and Desmond came and set mm-hmm. a work called Chocolate... Uh, Chocolate City. That is the name of a song. Chocolate <laughs> Session. And and then he came back and did Boundary Verses. So I was in those works. Mm-hmm. I was in works by Donald Byrd. I, it was just really wonderful to know that I had a history that I mm-hmm. had found in a in my hometown. And didn't mm-hmm. even know dance was that powerful in Durham. Right. And that I'm still living that history. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some works that I didn't get to perform. And I didn't get to perform them because... This body wasn't suited mm-hmm. for those works. But, you know, I don't, I try not to look at what I didn't do and what, and, and look and see what I was able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because cool. someone's always watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if the little girl who, you know, was watching who, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. sees herself on stage through me, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a, an important thing that, that um, sometimes it can get lost how much representation matters. Like, I mean, me personally, growing up gay, I, I didn't like I now when I think of how many gay characters are on TV and they, that wasn't the case when I was a kid. And like, wow, how, how much? <laughs> <laughs> what? Twenty right. five. Okay. Right. Yeah, but, but you, know, yeah. you know, like when you're. Yeah. And you think back to like how you could have felt lost at that point, And then, you know, if you can offer that to someone now, how precious that is. Yeah. Right. I mean, even when you talk about representation and politically how uncomfortable the world is mm-hmm. um, now I, our, I I say often that there's so much discomfort in our culture mm-hmm. but uh, being a woman who wants to create who wants to dance and and present themselves 
because of a love for it and then being a black woman and then you're then I'm a, I'm a dark-skinned black woman all of the things that are equated uh with a lack of beauty mm-hmm. then there's there's that tussle too you know i mean there's uh you know we 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 hear often, especially now, we hear about white privilege a lot, but I deal with light privilege, mm-hmm. dealing with other dancers who may appear to be pretty because their skin is more fair. Mm-hmm. That is also a torturous mm-hmm. thing that I have to tell that young dark-skinned woman, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You are exactly the way you're supposed to be made. And those representation those aspects of representation also matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just learning to talk about them mm-hmm. because I never felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm. But I think I was wearing my skin as an accessory mm-hmm. because I was so focused on the, the, the work, the mm-hmm. dance, that I realized I have to wear it and wear all of it mm-hmm. and not be afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not in an angry way just matter of factly this is who i am mm-hmm. and i and i want you to not accept me because you need one but i need i want you to accept me because i'm excellent at this mm-hmm. and then you can claim that now you have a good one mm-hmm. the best one the the one that should be at the top of the list not just because mm-hmm. you know i fit yeah. a um a category. Right. Yeah. I think that that's it reminds me of when we were talking to Pam Tanowitz about being a a female choreographer like on the one hand you know it is you don't want to be othered that it's you don't exactly you don't want to be oh i'm just here because i'm a woman but then you think of how representation matters and then you like it's like a responsibility that you're being called to rather than just like well i'd love it if we could just focus on the art that's not unfortunately the world we live in right now right Mm -hmm. and you know i met her at adf oh really yep that's amazing (laughs) that's crazy isn't that something what was was she wasn't choreographing she was was a student she was a student Mm -hmm. like me Oh, that's, that's so, cool. so cool. Have you seen each other here? Yet? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really fun. We keep up with each other. Like we, we run into each other at the right time. Oh. But I'm really pleased to see her name everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, like it tickles me mm-hmm. because I know, oh, okay, so the work pays off. Mm-hmm. It might not come as quickly or as, as easily. Right. But actually everyone has to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You yeah. know, um, who you know will get you in the door, but what yeah. you do keeps you in the room. Right. I, I tell my oh, students that. that nepotism is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However... Once once you get in there, it's all you. Right. Mm-hmm. But she's really forged a path that is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have been with Ailey for 20 years. You've seen the company really change over all that time. So what are some of the things that stand out to you that have really changed between when you joined the company and where it is now? I don't think so. I got when I joined the company, I was 27. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, I just told you I was 47. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what an incredible career. Uh, so I unbelievable. Was, thank you. But yeah, the company. I feel like late. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are of course people who also have had other company experiences, and they come in mm-hmm. to Ailey as uh, second or third mm-hmm. um, company. But walking in, knowing that there are people there that I could have birthed and and <laughs> called child. You yeah, know, yeah, totally. That's it's it's huge, right? And it's not. It's not like a strain on my ego, but you start to notice and feel 
the body change. Right. I mean, I'm sure you can remember the day when okay. touching your toes changed. Like, mm-hmm. you could you could wake up, you We're didn't have to warm up because our bodies hurt. <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I'm like I'm so yeah. jealous of that. Like feel, at 28, we were like bye bye. <laughs> yeah. But but you probably have preserved yourself in a different way, and it's mm-hmm. also cool to be able mm-hmm. to say and be in your best selves when you take your. Mm-hmm. your walk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the youthfulness, mm-hmm. uh, the ability that what people are, are demanding of dancers now, I think is outrageous, exciting, and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't really think that, that some choreographers care about the longevity of the artist. With all of the tubes, the YouTubes, like I said, the me yeah. and the YouTube, when you see someone doing some unbelievable stuff Mm -hmm. then your student wants to try that unbelievable stuff Mm. and then the teacher's like well if we're going to compare ourselves to this unbelievable stuff but do they do do the dancers know what their bones are called do they know Mm -hmm. what how many bones are in the foot do they Mm -hmm. know that every time they land on concrete 10 times their weight lands on each bone. Do they know that mm-hmm. when you're asking them to do those things? When you put one leg on the you know, four-foot mat and the other one on the four-foot oh, mat. That mm. just makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're almost better being tight. Mm-hmm. But now everyone wants, because it preserves your body, but yeah. now everyone wants to be uber everything. Right. And it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And they you know, come into summer programs at 14 already having two surgeries. And you're like, well, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call it by any means necessary dancing. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There's, and there's so many teachers who aren't focusing on just like simple things. Like when we teach and when I go in sometimes places and I just see plies with wacky turnout and knees pointing towards the front of the room, toes pointing the other way. I'm like, your knee is not going to. Yeah. And they, it's like, they won't listen too because they want that perfection of that super turned out mm-hmm. position, you know, and it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Have you ever realized that um, all you have to do is have uh, a proper building mm-hmm. and um, have your occupancy checked for your proper, properly, uh, raised funded building mm-hmm. to have a dance school you do not have to have credentials oh yeah all you have I to mean, do anyone is want gets, yeah. to have a dance school mm-hmm. and a little money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so good luck yeah because and some parents look at it as as you know expensive babysitting but mm-hmm. they know where their child is mm-hmm. and then there are people who are just exploiting it you know, mm-hmm. I know that you wanted to dance I get that you wanted to dance mm-hmm. and it didn't work out for you mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you should teach. Yeah. Um, those who can do mm-hmm. and those who understand teach. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I just not mine. I well, got that from great. someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I just delivered it with, you know, with confidence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went through more training to be a yoga teacher than I did to become a ballet dancer. Like the places that I've taught, some of the places, they don't even watch you teach class before oh i've had studios that don't no yeah. they don't watch me they just say okay come on in yeah check your followers yeah <sighs> uh, I know. we're going world. far aren't we yeah. no. it's too far going deep. it's <laughs> not it's not too far but it, even for the kids i've heard that stuff too that for kids when they go to summer courses they check that too mm-hmm. when yeah, they're like literally auditioning it's insane 
And then that's making, I mean, I had this one, I do social media management. We're really going off on a tangent, no, this is great. but that's what I like do now in my career transition in addition great, to this. We'll talk and, about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this woman, I don't even know, it didn't work out, but a woman contacted me and said, you know, I need to hire someone to do my daughter's social media management. She's 11 years old. And she does like competition dancing and she needs to have more followers if she wants to go places. And that was like when it hit me because I didn't really realize like I don't know what you apply to do, you know, to get into these places. And it's really like that. Like okay. they're the hiring application. people. Yeah. What what are your tags? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're when you go in for an audition, they want to know your social media handle. It's like currency now, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're going to be posting that you're at this school or wherever. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about something that makes us a little happier. Um, so let's talk about your work as a choreographer. Mm-hmm. When did you first become interested in creating dances? And um, what kind of inspires and influences the work you create? In the beginning, beginning, I'll be super honest with you. Mm-hmm. I thought I could do it better than the people I was <laughs> in class with. That's motivating. And, and yeah. that, that started really young. I was like, really? why would she do that? Why wouldn't we just do this? <laughs> and <makes> sense. <laughs> yeah, but and then it that sort of continued, but I don't think I realized that it could be my voice. Mm-hmm. Um uh I love there's um some scripture in the Bible says whatever's uh, I'm saying it wrong. I know it's in Ecclesiastes or something, mm-hmm. but it's like what what happened yesterday will happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like like there's nothing new under that's it, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized that the shapes are the shapes, yeah. the lines are the lines. It's just how we put them together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we can go to another country that reads the alphabet exactly how we read it. And it sounds completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what choreographers do. We design movement in space, but we should design it within our own voice. Mm-hmm. How do we get that voice? Repetition mm-hmm. and practice. Are we all good at it? No. <laughs> I I think it's maybe the most challenging art form when you no, think it has about. to be. Oh yeah. yeah, I I uh feel like I have bombed 90% of the time <laughs> and I have like a thing I'm like oh that was good. Yeah. And no one needs to tell me. I don't need to read about it. Mm-hmm. I know that that one was a good one. Mm-hmm. And then you bomb again. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think as a working choreographer, it feels unfortunate that some people are so popular they get the opportunity to fail mm-hmm. more. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely yeah. true. So can you tell us a little bit about the work that you're going to be doing here at the Vail Dance Festival? It's your first time here, you were yes, telling us. Yes, it is. And up close. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Damien called our associate artistic director, Masuzumi Chaya, mm-hmm. and said, I'd like to... Uh, get in contact with Hope. Mm-hmm. I know she choreographs. I would like to talk to her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Shia told me about that maybe in December. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I haven't heard from him. Should I try to call him? Right. <laughs> and then someone was like, yes, you should. And so I just waited, I waited, I waited. And then one day I said, you know what, I'm just going to reach out. Of course he responded same day. So had I called mm-hmm. months in advance, right. it would have been fine. Uh-huh. But this is me thinking I don't want to bother him. He's right, right. a lot on his plate. He's president. You know, like <laughs> we do that stuff too. You know, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and, and he got back to me and said, oh, why don't we try to schedule a meeting? So maybe it was going to be 15 minutes. Like mm-hmm. he literally had 15 minutes. And I went to Juilliard and I talked to him about some of the things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him um, a book that I'd self-published. Um, and I call it Out of My Pocket Productions because mm-hmm. the funding came out of my pocket. <laughs> um <laughs> called uh, a collection of moments mm-hmm. and they're heart heart 
lessons, mm -hmm. things that I'd heard, things that I'd uh, experienced, heartbreak, frustration, heartbreak with dance, heartbreak with relationships. And I put them all in, um, in a book and he took it, said, thank you. Let's talk about Vale from last year. Mm -hmm. And then he uh, sent me maybe a month, no, a few weeks later, he said, I think I'd like for you to do this program that I have at the Kennedy Center called Demo. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll pair you up with a dancer. And then he said, well, who would you like to dance with? Someone at Ailey? Would you like to choreograph on Matthew? And I was like, not really. <laughs> I mean, I love him. Sure, sure. But I would love to step out of this place mm -hmm. and do something with someone else. The perfect opportunity yeah. to do so. And... Uh, he sent me a couple of names and I said, Matthew, I don't know all of these people. Mm -hmm. And he said, he mentioned Lauren Lovett. And Matthew said, do it. Mm -hmm. He was like her. And I was like, okay, cool. What I, we scheduled a meeting. I'm scheduled to meet with Lauren. We were going to just in between her rehearsals. And when, after we talked for a little while, I looked at her, I said, didn't we meet six months ago in an elevator? And we had already had so a really cool connection. Uh-huh. We have a very similar upbringing. She is, uh, lived in North Carolina for uh, some time, and we just got along. Mm. I can uh, see you guys being very simpatico. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she said that I was. Uh, it shocked her the first time I called her sister mm. because that's how I'm like, sister friend, come here, let's look at this. <laughs> and uh, But that's how she feels to me. And she's been through a lot, and she shared it immediately, and then I shared it, and then mm. I was talking about the moments, and she's like, let's do it. And then we go into rehearsal and I, she said, you know, I've never done anything like this before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, at SCB, I didn't take anything else but ballet. I said, mm -hmm. but you all have the character classes and, yeah. you know, jazz or whatever. Right. She said, yeah, but I wasn't in those. And I was like, so what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, she was right. Actually, because character stops. I had never had that either. It stops when you're a certain age. Mm -hmm. So if you come to school later, yeah, you're rich, ballet, ballet, ballet. Yeah, and so, so for her to tell me that... I want her to do these things that involve curving her spine, mm -hmm. and I would have to actually not say our the technical, the modern technical term. Right, I'd have to describe what that feels like. Sure. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Oh, you mean like a?" And I said, mm -hmm, uh -huh. "Exactly." Uh -huh. And it just happened, and the work just came out. And um, how yeah. cool is that? So, what when was this? Was this in 2019, or it was 18, the year before? Okay, 18. Gotcha. Yeah, like July. June no like July August okay and then because the, the demo program was in October mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we've been at those demo programs with Damien before so cool. at the Kennedy Center we yeah covered one of those before so that I can see how that's a very simpatico thing for you to do is be there do that and then bring it to Vail so it's mm. the same thing you haven't done it since then that no. was the only time it's been performed yeah. until tomorrow night until tomorrow night wonderful and it's a little bit different mm -hmm. I stood behind a music stand right. because I was unsure of the text right um it's my first time doing it like that in that kind of environment mm -hmm. and putting myself and my words out on um, a large platform like this is extremely difficult because movement is abstract, mm -hmm. but words are not abstract. Mm -hmm. So you're basically listening to my story. Mm -hmm. And then I've got to be, as, I guess if I'm as honest as I can be, then you have insight into my spirit and my soul. Mm -hmm. And how often do you really want people to go that far? Yeah. And um, I know I've said his name a lot, but uh, Matthew said, it's really something that you are being so transparent mm -hmm. because it's it's di it's different. But she's dancing, so I, it takes a little bit of the pressure right, mm -hmm. right. off of me. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, 
Oh, I'm so excited to see this piece. It's going to be so much fun. Clap no matter what. Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. We're going to be cheering you on. Um, so tell us about your podcast. We definitely oh. want to hear about that. Yes, promote called, it. Promote it. Please. It's called Hopeful Moments. Uh-huh. Um, and everything is a moment. So I, I looked, you know, I, I love to look up words. So mm. um, more than I think I ever did. But a moment is, is shorter than a second. Mm-hmm. But if you notice that those moments are the longest lasting whether they're good or bad or something but you can remember an instant Mm -hmm. and uh so I wanted to have something that spoke about these particular instances Mm -hmm. in my life and I found myself injured in December of 2018 so I wasn't able to finish the the New York uh, City Center season Mm -hmm. with Ailey and I didn't know what I was going to do and I was speaking and I do a lot of things. And a friend of mine was like, just do a podcast, take your mind off uh-huh. of it. So I did 12 episodes uh-huh. just in time for me to go back to work. Great. Uh, and so I'm picking them up again uh, on the 1st of August. Wonderful. So I'll be, po- uh, you know, be uploading again. But it's mm-hmm. very interesting to hear myself. Um, I have a, f- a couple of interviews and... You know, to have it grow, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're just my moments. Yeah, I love that. that's so fun. Another podcast born out of an injury. That's what happened. That's awesome. with us. Really? <laughs> yeah, we were both injured, and so that's how we started this. So we're so happy to hear about that and support it. And we hope that all of our listeners will for sure go check it out. Is it wherever you can get your podcast? Yeah, SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now because it was the easiest way to. Do yeah, it. yeah, same. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell everybody for yeah. sure. Thank you. Listen. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Hope. We really Thank appreciate you. having you. I know. I'm too like chatty Kathy. No, no, that's the whole point. Oh, thank you so much. much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the conversations on dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help click over to Apple podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.